Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It's December 14th, 2022. Let's talk heavyweight boxing, but first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Before I dive into the boxing, let's talk about boxing media for a second. If you don't know, you need to know. BLK Prime has done fight fans globally a favor. They have put the Terrence Crawford-David Avenesian fight on YouTube. Right, folks? You're getting the best Prime view possible, the actual feed. Right? So just Google BLK Prime. You want to watch the fight. I thought they did a spectacular job. Let's talk about it for a moment. Um, as you watch the film, you'll notice there's a female ref. Folks, boxing is far ahead of many other sports. Right? There's a female ref. She does an excellent job. Right? Also, the price. You know, BLK Prime seems to be one of the few who understands that these are tough times that people are spending a hell of a lot more on electricity, on milk, on eggs, on gas, than they thought they would. So they offered a $39.99 price. For folks, just compare that to the other pay-per-view costs that their competitors are charging. Let me say this, too, and let's just confront it head on. Right? The broadcasting team is Antonio Tarver. Right? And their questions, quite frankly, about Tarver and PED usage. And Paulie Malinaji. Right? And their questions about some comments Malinaji made. Now, let me just point out that Tarver and Malinaji, in my opinion, are among the best, the best boxing announcers in the game. They do a spectacular job here, right? Spectacular. And let me just say too, I need for people to understand that one of the great things about boxing, at least to this viewer, is that it's not PC, right? Understand, my favorite boxer ever is the great Jack Johnson. Folks, there was an arrest warrant out on Jack Johnson when he was heavyweight champ. He actually fled the United States because they were trying to arrest him. Understand, my dad's favorite, other than Ali, and we'll talk about him, was Joe Lewis, who had a convicted felon in his corner. Right? Go through the Lewis story, and you're going to find out that Lewis, who had this brown bomber, uh, acceptable to white America... Uh, image, right? You know, Lewis was the guy who people could love, right? He fit in with America in the 1930s. Just to understand, the real Joe Lewis, right, helped a arguably a draft dodger, right? In fact, a military deserter. It's worse than a draft dodger. Sugar Ray Robinson, who happens to be one of the best boxers in history, get back into the sport, right? Understand the real Joe Lewis was friends with numerous people 
in Las Vegas later in his career who were rumored to be, we'll call it, mob-affiliated. Right? One of the guys was rumored to have encouraged college basketball players to shave games, if you believe the folklore. Right? Lewis hung out with Liston. Lewis helped Liston. Right? So Joe fell in his corner. He's helping Ray Robinson. He's helping Sonny Liston. Uh, understand, folks, Joe Lewis is one of the giants of the sport. So forgive me, but when I'm seeing great boxing announcers like Paulie Malignaggi getting pinched because Malignaggi said some things that weren't politically correct, expressed his mind, stated his ideas, right? I just find that laughable. Folks, this isn't Wimbledon. Right? This is boxing. Understand, some of the great champs out there have criminal records. Right? Jack Johnson, who I mentioned earlier, got beaten by a guy. It was while they were sharing a jail cell that Johnson turned to the guy and said, Hey, man, what did I do wrong in the ring against you? The guy explained it to Johnson, and Johnson then decided to be scientific in the ring. Well, let me just say, too, Black Prime is following a different model than top rank or than premier boxing champions or than the zone, right? Understand, this is more of a Amazon-type model, right? A Thursday night football-type model. It's 10.39 a.m. They are trying to get you into their media platform that includes shows, series, right? Entertainment, drama. So for them, it's a win if they just attract more eyeballs and people stick around. People say, you know what? I enjoyed that boxing telecast. Let me go check out what else they have. What does it cost per month? $3.99? Sounds good to me. Understand, once these streamers enter your home and once your 10-year-old starts watching the show and has a favorite, you're going to think, okay, let's keep the channel. Then you're going to forget that you have it. Right? Years later, how much money is going to go to Black Prime? So I'll say this. They had a sellout at the arena. They've released a statement that the Terrence Crawford Avenisian fight exceeded their expectations, right? They have gone out and picked up Adrian Broner. Look, I'm not here to tell you that Adrian Broner is on my pound-for-pound pound list. But, and it's shown, he's actually one of the better box office draws, right? There's certain fighters who the public loves to hate, whatever the deal is, loves to see, right, is willing to pay for it. Broner's one of them. He's now under the BLK Prime label, right? So if you missed the Crawford fight, if you want to know why, many are picking Crawford over Errol Spence. Folks, I believe Crawford wins that by stoppage. You can look at the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds yourself of the BLK Prime presentation for free now on YouTube. Let's talk about heavyweight boxing. 
Then I'm going to talk about Jared Anderson. That's an important fight. Now understand, the United States used to control the heavyweight division. Right? I know there's a whole generation that believes it all started with the Klitschko brothers of the Ukraine, right? No, no, I'm talking about, you know, you understood that Larry Holmes's main competition was from the United States, right? You saw, you know, not just the heavyweight champ wearing red, white, and blue, but many of the prospects who were coming up were American. Think about the 1970s, right? Joe Fraser, Olympian for the United States, right? In the 60s, Ali, Olympian for the United States in the 60s, George Foreman, Olympian for the United States in the 60s. Folks, that's the core of what was going on in the heavyweight division in the early 70s. Then you get to Ken Norton, Ernie Shavers, Larry Holmes, right? These were all Americans. Now, I'll just say this. Lately, the center of the boxing universe seems to have shifted to the United Kingdom, right? Understand, too, let's just be blunt here. There's the rise of Eastern Europe, right? The Klitschko brothers helped pave the way, right? Now you have people like Ergovic, Usyk, right? They're here. You even have Arthur Perturbiev, one of the champs at light heavyweight, talking about how he wants to fight Usyk, how he fought Usyk in the amateurs, how he wants a crack in the pros. He wants the heavyweight title, right? So let me just say, Boxing truly is a world sport right now. Let's talk about American heavyweight boxing. Let me just say that many Americans are looking at the heavyweight division and they see an opening. Right? So first, let's name the best American heavyweights that I could find. Right? Deontay Wilder. You really can't compare a young prospect like Jared Anderson, to Deontay Wilder, because Deontay Wilder was a five-year heavyweight champ, has fought the vastly superior competition. He fought Tyson Fury three times. Let's face it, of all of Fury's opponents, this is the one who tested Fury the most. Wilder also fought Luis Ortiz twice. Wilder also fought Chris Ariola. Wilder has fought a guy with a big right hand, like Jared Anderson, in Robert Hellenius. Let's just carefully review just the fights I've mentioned. Tyson Fury down multiple times in fights one and three. Luis Ortiz stopped in both of their fights. Ariola stopped. Hellenius does not make it out of the first round. Right? The next American heavyweight is Andy Ruiz. Right now, understand, I know there's going to be a crowd saying, no, Ruiz is Mexican. And, you know, all I can say is Andy Ruiz has spent a substantial part of his life in the United States. I believe he's born in the United States. Right? Of course, Andy is a phenom. 
Evander Holofield, a damn good fighter, Hall of Famer, fought with the 19-year-old Andy Ruiz. Now, just think about it. Just sparred with him. Now, my point to you is, you know Andy's a phenom. If at 19, he's fighting a former heavyweight champ. Right? And, of course, Evander to this day, Google the interviews, talks about how he was getting cuffed around by Andy Ruiz. That Andy just had incredible hand speed. Let's just say Andy left Evander Holofield extremely impressed. So Andy goes on to his career. Understand that Joseph Parker fight could have gone either way. That was a championship fight. Andy beats Anthony Joshua. Just understand, Joshua moves more against Andy Ruiz in the rematch, right? Moves away from him. Then Usyk moved away from Joshua in either fight, right? You know, Andy has talent when a fighter who hits as hard as Anthony Joshua is vacating the pocket for most of the fight. Of course, Andy just fought Luis Ortiz. I'm just telling people I consider Ortiz to be championship level. And Andy won that fight, knocked Ortiz down multiple times. Then you have Jermaine Franklin. Now, Jermaine Franklin recently had a very close fight with Dillian White, right? He fought Jerry Forrest and edged out Jerry. Jerry loses a split decision, right? Jermaine Franklin is a master in the pocket. He's not a great athlete. He doesn't have a lot of ring coverage, but he's a master in the pocket. He knows how to counter you, right? He can come inside on Dylan White and land shots. He can fight Dylan White in a fight where White's not running, Franklin's not running. They're actually going toe-to-toe -to -toe for a lot of that fight. And, of course, Jermaine Franklin goes the distance against Dylan White, which isn't easy to do, right? Now, I would say... Those three guys are the top three American heavyweights right now. Let's talk about Jared Anderson. Understand, Wilder, Ruiz, they're in their 30s. Jermaine Franklin, he's in his late 20s. Right? None of these guys is as young as Jared Anderson, who's in his mid-20s. Right? Understand, Jared Anderson as an athlete. We have to make hard decisions here. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. As an athlete, I believe Jared Anderson is a better athlete than the names I've just mentioned. Wilder, Ruiz, and Franklin. Right? Let me say this too. He has something I don't think you can teach. He's just naturally charismatic, and it matters. Right, so here he is fighting Jerry Forrest. He shows up, tough crowd. I think it was New York City. Tough crowd, has seen a lot of fights. In two rounds, the guy wins over the crowd. Right, the guy is smiling. It, you know, it's natural. He's ebullient. He's joyful. Right, you know, he drags you in. You sense the enthusiasm. The world's a rough place. 
right? I hope he keeps that enthusiasm. Because I've seen a lot of very enthusiastic young guys in the sport, right? Ali, who then later gets roughed up by society, right? Banned. Uh, Ring Magazine one year said we would have named Ali as our fighter of the year. But we were turned off by Ali's politics and him yelling, what's my name? during a fight to Ernie Terrell, who called him Clay before the fight, right? Ali goes through a period of time where Ali looks like a rebel, right? Well, all I'm saying is right now, Jared Anderson's in that zone. We'll call it young Kobe zone. Kobe before the rape allegations, where he's just happy and he's excited and that excitement is contagious, Right? Just off the personality, the guy should be a box office draw. But let me just say this. Right now, he's fighting a cagey vet. Very cagey. Right? Jerry Forrest has been around. Just look at the guys who Jerry Forrest has fought who have fought for the heavyweight title or an elimination fight. Understand, Carlos Tackham fought Anthony Joshua. Understand, Kubrat Pulev fought both Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. Right? Understand, Michael Hunter has already fought Usyk. Not for a title, but he fought a guy who currently, still unbeaten, is one of the heavyweight champs. Zhang Zhili was just in a heavyweight title elimination match against Filip Ergovic. Right? And so Jerry Forrest is the KG vet. He's the guy with serious experience. He's the guy with draws against Zhang Zhili and Michael Hunter. He's the guy who lost a split decision. One judge, you know, didn't believe he lost that fight against Jermaine Franklin. Jerry had close to no shot in this fight. It shocked me because I lost on my over-under bet. I saw three and a half rounds and I thought, what? That's a joke. I saw Jerry Forrest, you know, surviving against Zhang Zhili for crying out loud for the whole fight, right? Zhang's the one lucky to go the distance in that fight. So I thought, you got to be kidding. This is a gift. Well, it wasn't. I lost that bet. Jared Anderson has real power. Folks, that right hand is A-level, right? I might end up giving it an A-plus, like I give Deontay Wilder, after I see Anderson in a few more fights. Let's just say Anderson's right hand, which he has ring coverage on, right? He can hit you from across the street, and he's athletic, right? That right hand is big news. Let me just say, too, in terms of him being an athlete, Right, this is a heavyweight fight. The guy is 6'4". Right, the guy is not a light heavyweight, right? The guy comes in weighing in the 240s. And the guy throws something like 114 punches in the first round. In other words, this is a guy with volume. Right, a lot of volume. Let me also say, too, 
He had the foot speed to pin Jerry Forrest, right? Forrest is moving in fights, right? Jiang Zhili, Forrest gets knocked down three times, gets up, is moving away from Jiang Zhili. Here he has no opportunity. Understand he gets pinned in one corner. He slips out of the corner only to go across the ring to get pinned by Anderson in the other corner. Right? So, I was impressed. I was wrong on the bet. Forrest did not make it out of the second round. Right? Anderson impressed me with not just that it's a straight right hand, but with his accuracy with that punch. Right? Also, I was looking at the action in the first round and kind of like that Clarissa Shields. Uh, Marshall fight. I thought, there's no way they're going to continue this pace. Right? And Anderson did. In other words, you're there, let's say, two minutes in, and you're saying he can't continue this pace. Then you're there two minutes and 30 seconds, and you're like, he can't continue this pace. Then the brother continues to pace all the way up until the end of the round. Right? And, of course, Anderson... Again, heavyweight lands more than 50 of the shots. Let's have some criticism here. And as I like to say, the criticism's actually a compliment. Right? If you're a fighter with no chance, no hope, people aren't going to analyze your game. What's the point? Right? Well, Anderson has a lot of hope. And I'm just telling you, a lot of people are looking at the heavyweight division and they're saying, what's going to happen down the road? Right? There might be an opening for Anderson. But let's talk about the problems here. You know, when you're on an airplane and you hit what they call turbulence, right? You're a passenger. You're not the pilot, right? You're a passenger. They're flight attendants. You're just Joe Miscellaneous. And suddenly the plane's bumping. Right? Then you hear the captain on the intercom system. You don't want the nervous captain. You don't want the guy who gets thrown off his game plan, who can't handle unexpected turbulence. Right? You don't want the captain to sound panicked and to say, get your behind back in your seat and buckle up. Right? That's not what you want. That's not the captain persona. You want the captain who, even when that turbulence has you reaching for your own seatbelt, has the flight attendant scurrying back to her station. You want the pilot who comes on and always sounds reassured, always sounds in control. You want the calm voice that says, we have turned on the fastened seatbelt light. Please return to your seat. Flight attendants, please return to your station. Right, folks, in boxing, you want calm. Guess what? The other guy's trying to punch you in the mouth. The other guy's trying to knock you unconscious. The other guy wants to win. He wants to advance his career. So, this shouldn't have been a shock to anybody. In the first round, Jerry Forrest lands on Jared Anderson. 
Anderson feels one of Jerry Forrest's punches. Right, folks, Jerry's there to win. <laughs> I don't know. It's a boxing match. You might get hit. Jared Anderson gets hit by his own admission. He loses it. Right by his own admission. That game plan flies out the window. Right? He starts throwing more punches than he wants. Folks, it's something like a 10-round fight. Player, you actually have time. Hey, Jared, you might not have known this, but you were winning that first round. <laughs> also, even if you lost the first round, you had, what, nine other rounds to, to make it back in the fight? Well, Jared loses it, gets hit, loses it. Starts throwing a lot of punches. Now, I need for people to stop here and think about the heavyweight division. Right? Think about Anthony Joshua. Joshua has a hellacious left hook. It's one of the best punches in the division. Right? Now, Jared Anderson goes straight right happy against Jerry Forrest. He's on Jerry, and Jerry's a southpaw. He's on Jerry's left side. That's what lines up with Anderson's right hand. He's on Jerry's left side so much that Jerry lands some counter lefts. Right, folks, I'm just telling you, against a guy with a great left hook, Vladimir Klitschko, Right? Anthony Joshua. Sooner or later, you're going to get caught with some of those shots. Understand, Jared Anderson is so all in. He's so emotional here. He's been hit, my God, in a fight. That he's going right hand happy. And he's throwing all his body weight behind the right hand. Throws off his balance. He's not in position to block some of Jerry's left counters, right? Jerry hits him a few times, right? Folks, it's a short fight. You can't get reckless in the first round. That's just not the way it goes. Let me say this too. Just think about the lefties at heavyweight. Right, Luis Ortiz, Zhang Zhili. Right, if Jared Anderson's going to crash the pocket like this and go left hand crazy, an Ortiz or a Zhang Zhili only has to be right once. Right, if they know this guy is too reliant on his right hand. They're going to wait for the opportunity for the guy to come in, throw a big punch. They'll try to dodge the punch. Then they'll have a sitting duck right here on their left side where they want him. Right? But let me say this, too. I can tell the water is deep with Jared Anderson. Right? I thought he gave an A performance. I was impressed. I think he has... A bright future, right? I can tell the water runs deep. Anderson throws some left hands. 
and they look good. Right? They look good. He doesn't throw enough left hands. He wants the knockout. He's going for the knockout. He has Jerry hurt, and he's going to try to finish Jerry. The punch he likes is his straight right hand. He throws too many of them. Right? So, let me say this too. Lennox Lewis saw the Fury Chisora fight, and Lewis is of the mindset that Fury could have ended it earlier, right? I question that. But Lewis always know what, you know, people who think differently than you are thinking, right? Lewis believes that Fury thought to himself, you know what? I need the rounds, right? I'm, you know, I took this fight not just for the win, but I took this fight for the work, right? So Fury is there trying out a lot of shots, right? Uppercuts, he's landing to Chisora's body. And keep in mind, this is a big heavyweight with reach and legs and a back foot. But Fury was hanging around Chisora, right? You got the feeling Fury's trying out things so when he gets into a tough fight and he needs to reach for tools in his toolkit, the tools are there. Right here, Jared Anderson starts out strong. Jerry is in a corner getting shelled. Jerry can't even hide the fact that he's terrified, right? Jerry's face looks like Jerry's getting shelled, right? Jerry's getting hit. Jerry doesn't know where to go. Jerry is pinned. Jerry's dealing with right hand after right hand. Right, Jerry's overwhelmed. Jared Anderson wanted the KO. I'm guessing as he gets older, Jared in fights like this is going to dial it back a little bit and say, you know what? I need to be two-handed down the road. Right? This heavyweight division has a lot of tough guys like Wilder, Ruiz, Franklin, Zhang Zhili. Ergovic, the champs, Fury, Usyk, right? Maybe I need to mix in and set up some left hands when I start a fight and have a big advantage like this. Maybe I need to get this guy off the ropes, go on my back foot to work on my game in the middle of the ring, right? Have an opponent who's overwhelmed, stumble to the middle of the ring, then see what I can do with him when he actually has escape routes. Right? Maybe I need to work on shutting down those escape routes. In other words, there's more to boxing than simply going out there and blowing out your opponent. Right? So, you know, we don't know, simply put, whether Jared Anderson has a back foot. Right? Certainly we don't know that after this fight. I suspect he does, right? So what I want Anderson to do, I saw where Tyson Fury, who thinks highly of Anderson, gave Anderson some advice, right? It was to stay, my words, not Fury's words, stay disciplined, shut out all the outside noise. Don't believe in your own hype, even if you become heavyweight champion. 
Keep working hard. Figure out what you need to improve on. Work on that. If Anderson goes about that, right, regimen, that discipline, that advice that he got from Tyson Fury, and understand Fury's a great person to give it because Fury's life has been up and down. Fury fell off the wagon a few times, right? Fury at one point showed up to a press conference wearing a Batman suit. I'm not making it up. Right, that rematch with Vladimir Klitschko never happened. Vladimir Klitschko ends up fighting Anthony Joshua. Right, Fury was in boxing Siberia for a while. Fury got in trouble with the regulatory bodies for a while. Right, so when Fury is talking to a young fighter and giving advice, he's a guy who's lived a little bit. He's a guy whose car got to the side of the cliff who understands now that he was driving a bit too fast, who understands now the politics of boxing, that as you rise through the ranks, there are going to be a lot of people pulling you in different directions, and you've got to stay focused on your game, right? You've got to realize that, you know, as you pursue this sport, right, you have plenty of time after your career is over, to go hit the club, to go run the streets, to hit Rome, to hit Paris, to hit New York City, the nightlife, not the boxing ring, right? Vegas, L.A., Chicago. You'll have all that time later. But you need to stay focused right now. So Jared Anderson, I give him an A. I was impressed with the performance. I can't tell you I saw enough left hands. I can't tell you I saw, you know, a lot of back foot. I can tell you he was more effective in the second round when he dialed back his volume. Right? Um, boxing doesn't have a lot of A-level prospects who are as young as as Jared Anderson in the heavyweight division. Right? While I would pick right now because of experience, and yes, experience matters, Wilder and Ruiz over him. Right? I could see a scenario where he could give Jared, excuse me, Jermaine Franklin all kinds of problems from distance. Right? I believe... In a few fights, this guy is going to be ready for big things. If you haven't seen Jared Anderson yet, try to track down some film of him. This is one of America's best chances of getting the heavyweight title. Right? Let me just say, though, I'm serious. You can't be lingering on a guy's left side in a division where they're, they're punchers like Anthony Joshua, who are just dying for the opportunity to land a left hook on a young guy who overthrows his punches and is off balance some of the time, open for counters. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you check out BLK Prime's uh, Terrence Crawford telecast on YouTube. And I hope you check out Jared Anderson, young heavyweight from the United States.
Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.